I love the science. I love the presentation. And you know, it's one of those things we have to do on a daily basis. My dad-in-law said to me one time, I asked him a question, I said, I just want to know what you say. He said, I went to the office 46 years ago. And I got baptized. But he could ask us to say that. I said, how many times have you been in church since then? And he flew my and started using some bad language. He said, I do it in Washington. Two years before he died, he called me and wanted me to come to his house. And I went over to the Lord of God. And over there, when he went, he said, I watched you last night. Um, is it real what you were saying? That there's a change comes in your life? Like you have pop up, there's a change that makes you a different man, a totally different person. So he asked me questions and I answered them and I didn't pressure. Just answer this question. Talk with him a while and come home. But the next night that I was on, next Sunday I was on the TV station, he called me that evening. And I got home and he said, Come over and I'm going to talk to you. And I went back. And he had questions. This went on for five Sundays. On the sixth Sunday, I went to his house, went in, and he said, uh, I've got one question. What about that and didn't get saved? We all called him. I called him Papa. I said, Papa, I said, Papa, you just have to ask Jesus to be serious about it. Sincere in your heart that you want to go to heaven. Believe him that he died for your sins and ask him to come into your life and be the Lord in your life to give you your sins and he'll reject that. My dad is awesome. That time till he died, you see up to then he didn't have anything to do with me at all. But from then till he died, I the only one to do anything for him. He only called on me, one of the cops, and I always will. Thanks be to God when he's on his last verse. Ain't no doubt in my mind what he went through. You see, when Jesus said, Render, come on home. He took that last breath for all evening and all night. And there's so many of us that have done that. But how many of our loved ones today that we prayed so hard for and we see them leave this walk of life unsaved? Death 
Well, evidently we're in the last days. These things will come and 
will tell you this, as you study in the Word of God, you'll find there will come a day when the Spirit of God will not deal with you ever again. Praise God. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 6 now. And let's see what it says then. And it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Lord, have mercy upon the world today because it seems to be the going thing for sin to run rapid in the church. What do you say, brother? I said in the church, Lord God. We're glad to have you with us today, but we're more glad that Jesus is in the midst today. Amen. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, and the answer came from God himself in verse 2, where it said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Lord, have mercy. When I remember the days when I got saved, I remember it so well because I became a new creature. Up to that point, I was a sinner in the worst way. I was general in the devil's army. But praise God, when Jesus came in and saved my soul, he changed me from the old man that I was into the man that he wanted me to be. Praise God, and after these 38 years of carrying the gospel and preaching to, uh, to a lot of all sinners and a lot of them getting saved, and praise God, uh, Hallelujah, I'll just tell you one thing this morning, the very greatest pleasure that I have in this life today is to carry the gospel of Jesus, glory to God. Hallelujah. Said, know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death, glory to God. In other words, when Jesus died on Calvary's tree, he died there for your sins and mine. Praise God. Not for the sinners that are uh, out there with their ears closed. Praise God. Yet if they'd open their ears, it'd be for them too. But praise God. Look at it now. And say, well, what is spreading this virus around the world today? Well, I'm going to tell you because of a bunch of unbelieving people living in this world and doing their own thing and not worrying about one another. Praise God, they're spreading you this virus. But I'm going to tell you today, what we need to be spreading today is the gospel of Jesus. Lord God. Look at what it says. Hallelujah. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into his death, and like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we could walk in the newness of life. Amen. The reason that we're not leading people to the church today is because they can't tell them from the Word. That's right. That's what's wrong with the church. That's what's wrong with the church life. And that's right. what's wrong with the numbers in the church. It's not the coronavirus. It's the part that the God-fearing children of God that are supposed to be God-fearing are not living it before the world. Come on. Well, Brother William. I had a fellow ask me the other day, but, uh, he said, can you tell me it's right to be a lesbian? Can you tell me it's right to be a homosexual? I said, no, I cannot tell you that's right. The Word of God said it's wrong. It's an abomination unto him. But he didn't tell me to go out there and jump on their head about it. He told me to go out there and give the love of God unto those people, glory to God, and if they would listen and hear the word of God, they would be saved and they'd no longer be in that shape. 
child of God. So I go out to everybody. The drunkard, the drug addict, the backsliding Christian. I go out and I give them the word of God in love. Lord have mercy. I remember when I first got saved and first called to preach, first church I pastored. God blessed it in so many ways and there for a while I got to thinking that I was God's gift to the church. Because we had miracle healings. We had miracle things happen in the church that they wouldn't happen anywhere else. Some of the old time Baptist books out that out there, you know, that used to call themselves spiritual got scared of me. They wouldn't let me come to their churches and, and preach and do things for them. Praise God. Why? Because they were afraid. They said this, this kind of thing was done away on the day of Pentecost. Uh -oh. Not so. Not so. Uh -oh. He said, I'm the same God today, and I'll be the same God forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so when he did these healings, and I didn't say I did any healings, I said the healing were done in the church by God. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, cancer's healed. Lame healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Barren women became expecting children and produced children. Glory to God. Why? Because God's will was that the people would see God move in the church. Amen. The reason God's not moving in the church today is because people have no faith. Where is your faith? You tell me you have faith and you have no work? I beg the difference. Because I want to tell you, if you have faith, you'll be out here working for God. Amen. You'll be trying to share that faith with somebody. Amen. Glory to God. Church, listen. You can't sit at home and look at that TV this morning. There's a lot of you out there looking at the TV, so we're going live right now. But I'm going to tell you this. You cannot sit in that house and hide and hide and be safe. You cannot do it. I'm going to tell you that when Sister Melly and I ended up with a coronavirus, it was at home where we got it. What? Yeah, our grandson brought it home to us. Uh-huh. Worked eight months out in the public. Did everything I could do for Jesus. And then Satan thought he'd slipping in the back door with my grandson. Uh -huh. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm here today because of the grace of God, not because of any medicine they gave me. But by the grace of God, he said he's not putting more on me than I could stand. Well, praise God, hallelujah. When it got down to that point, hallelujah, where I thought I might even die, I was told I walked through the valley of the shadow of death that night in the hospital. Praise God, I'm going to tell you, I realized that it was just one tear in that Jesus. One tear in that Jesus, glory to God. But why has the world become such a sinful place? Because the church is not where it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Look what it says here. Therefore we were buried by him and by baptism into his death, like as Christ was raised up from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so should we walk in the unity of life. But if we have been planted together in his likeness of his death, 
we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. You know, everybody's worried about dying. Look, worried about dying. My God, I'm waiting to be promoted.
you can forget being saved. You're not saved anything. I don't care how many times that I or Brother Jimmy or some other preacher in this church has left you in that pool back there. It don't make no difference. Now I'm going to tell you this. I believe if a person gets saved, they won't get baptized. But I tell you, the water will not do it. The water will not save you. It's got to be that repentant prayer, that born-again faith in the Lord of God that Jesus told Nicodemus about. He said, you must be born again. And Nicodemus is like some of you. You couldn't understand that because you heard it. And you couldn't understand it. But listen to me, church, glory to God, let me tell you through again. Hallelujah. You have to be born into this world in a, in a water burst by your mom. Glory to God. But then after a time when the, the Lord carried you on up in age and you came to age accountability, you must be born again. Well, how you do that? Well, you got to come to Jesus with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Come out on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved, Lord God. you got to repent of the sin in your life, Lord God. You've got to get away from that sin, separate yourself from it. Now, I can tell you, Brother Jimmy, after I went to the altar, if I went back to the bar, I'd have been lost. Come on. Praise God. But I didn't go back to the bar. I didn't go back to those places. Why? Because the shame I want to. Your want to ain't been changed. You're still in sin. What? Well, if you get so hard this morning, I don't know where I can go on that Sunday. That's okay. We'll be leaving one of these days. You can come down here anytime you want to and, and worship all you want to. We'll be leaving one of these days. Church, you're going to leave. Praise God. Those of us that are saved, born again by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. going to be stuck out of here. Praise God. Called out. Stand in the moment. Praise the last. Called out. Yeah. And go to meet in there. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. That makes me happy. Yeah. What about you, brother? Yeah. I, that makes me happy, don't you? Praise God. Hallelujah. I know. Glory to God. Because of the blood of the Lamb, I have got a ticket paid for. Uh-oh. You hear me? I got a ticket paid for to that heavenly ship. Praise God. This morning, church. This morning, church. This time. Right now. Not later. Right now. This time to make up your mind where you want to spend your turn. Come on. Brother, if my flesh is so strong, it just takes over me sometimes. I'm telling you that when you're saved, that flesh will have to get behind you. When you're born again by the Holy Ghost of God, and that Spirit comes in you and washes you and baptizes you with the Spirit, glory to God, you'll have to walk a different path. My, my, my. Well, Brother, if you just shut me up this morning, I hope I have. I hope you've heard enough this morning to know, praise God, to know that shout it out. If you're not saved, you need to be. Come on, amen. amen. If you're not saved, you need to be. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I'm going to that church, you know, I ain't even bought to this church. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you still live in sin, you're a sinner. Oh, what did he say up there? Shall we continue in sin that grace may in verse 1 of chapter 6 of the book of Romans. And what did God say? In the second verse, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer there? 
sad, sad time it'll be when the prophet found the dead in Christ rise first, and then those children of God that remain shall be changed in a moment come to their eyes and they'll leave them in the house. And there you are, you see us going. You're waiting to be changed, but you're left behind. No, no, no. What a sad thing. What a sad, sad thing. Oh, my, my, my. Those are left behind the wrath of the phone. I love that scripture where it says, We, the children of God, are not appointed unto wrath. Praise God. But I know we're going to leave before the tribulation. Why? Because the God's going to pour out on this world. It's going to be poured out. Seven and eight vials of wrath. Angels are going to come pour out all kinds of plagues and things upon this earth where people are going to be crying out to die. And they cannot because death is hanging away from them. The Bible says the tongues swell out of their heads to call the birds, but there'd be no death. Oh, my, my, my. In this place. In this place. Things are good in this situation.